0: Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are fiercely awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today I want to talk about should we be afraid of ticks? So I want you to just lean into what you felt in your body when I say the word tick. Because I know for a lot of people, it's that shiver up the spine of like, like that is just the worst thing. Like I am freaking out at the thought of a tick. Now I always do a conversation every year inside of Fiercely Empowered Mama about my truth on ticks, but I thought this year we would just go ahead and put it on the podcast. Now, I have a lot of notes in front of me, and they are not in any good order, but we're going to see what we can do today because the thought of putting these notes in order would just take me several hours, and so we're just going to run through all my notes, all my thoughts, and hopefully by the end of this conversation, you will understand where I'm coming from. So, for context, I have ticks around me all the time. There isn't really a week that goes by in peak tick season that I don't find one in my house. And most recently, uh, on my body and on my son's body, we had come back from a trip in the upper peninsula of Michigan. We spent a ton of time outside, whether it was from that or from when we got home, I always say it doesn't really matter, Uh, but the fact of the matter is there were ticks on the body. So, did I freak out? Did I freak out and spiral and have my son freaking out that this means he will have Lyme and we will have Lyme and we are going to face really difficult challenges in our future? Of course, I didn't. Okay, so that does not mean that what people are experiencing with chronic Lyme isn't real. It is very real and if you want to get a glimpse of the challenges of this disease and what people are experiencing, you can look at a couple of documentaries. One is Under Our Skin 1 and then Under Our Skin 2. But in my perception, if we think that getting bit by a tick equals Lyme disease, we are so far off. We are so far off from what health is. This is where we have to take radical responsibility for our lives and our health starting now because the thought of me being vulnerable to a tick bite is really problematic, especially especially when when we know that It's not just transmitted through a tick bite. There's at least nine species of ticks. There are six species of mosquitoes. There are 15 species of fleas. There are, uh, I don't know, the list goes on and on. It's not just ticks. We also know that mosquitoes have now been GMO'd. We know that uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of consideration about Uh, What really happened in Lyme, Connecticut? In the book, Bitten, uh, it goes into the secret history of Lyme disease and biological weapons. And this is where the evidence, uh, circumstantial evidence is presented um, that Lyme disease may have originally been developed as a biological weapon. Holy Toledo. Like, we're not even talking about nature. We're talking about man. Of course, we're talking about man. There are many practitioners who believe that all of us already have Lyme, that it's in vaccines. And so what's irritating to me is watching documentaries. I can't actually speak to the second one because it's been a while since I've watched Under the Skin part two, but Under the Skin part one, it only speaks to ticks as the cause, people suffering immensely and basically uh, extensive antibiotic treatment as a solution. Again, as a naturopath, that makes no sense to me. So yes, I want these people to get help and I want these people to be on the pathway of healing, but it is so much bigger than that viewpoint okay so so already we've shared that it's not just ticks so if that's your perception that it's ticks it's not so now should you fear every time you get bit by a mosquito should that be a fear that potentially that's going to be it so we have to start thinking about the greater picture here, because it's also not just if there's a bullseye rash, and even if there's a bullseye rash, that may not equate to Lyme disease. You know, there's so many variables because we are really dealing with potentially this man-created weapon. That's a potentiality, uh, and or what we're really dealing with is the saturation of toxicity compounded by deficiencies and now vulnerabilities because for the most people there's no responsibility of the health in that way so what they do right is they they have to reach to their doctor for answers and when their doctor has no solution for them doesn't know what to tell them or worse, tells them it's in their head, time goes by. Time goes by. And the longer it takes to heal, the harder healing gets. So this is what a lot of things happen, right? I've never seen this before. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. Doesn't look like there's any evidence of Lyme disease. Doesn't sound like there was any evidence of a bite. Oh, you never had evidence of a rash, so therefore it must not be real and then people get sent on a really uh, wild ride while dealing while the symptoms get worse because the toxicity is compounding um and also there's fear that is bubbling up because their symptoms are real, and there's no validation of the symptoms, so the fear is also compounding and they may be dealing with in extreme cases, profound fatigue, shooting pains, memory loss, cognitive issues, neurological issues. They may get diagnosis of fibromyalgia, lupus, MS, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic fatigue, MS to ALS. They go to doctor after doctor and deal with misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis and all the time there is a healing pathway that exists. And this healing pathway is always available. And again, it will need to be more aggressive depending on the situation, the person, the health history, all of these things. But if we continue to do things to our body like vaccines and take no responsibility for what those are doing to our bodies, we are creating a storm. If we continue to eat gmo foods not care for what we put in our body, have no intentionality, eat processed foods, uh, you know, not be mindful of our drainage pathways, we are creating a storm. We are creating that vulnerability. But when we are caring for ourselves, when we are on the path to resiliency, when we are focusing on hydration, nourishment, mineralization, we are super mindful of what goes on in in our body. We are stepping into sovereignty. And this sovereignty allows us to take really mindful and minimal steps when we are bit. Because it's the instinct of a mosquito to suck your blood. It is the instinct of a tick to suck your blood. Whether or not man intervened or not, we are still intended to be in harmony with nature. Most of these problems are parasitic in nature. When's the last time you parasite cleansed? When's the last time you've cleansed? When's the last time you talked to your children? About their poop, about their hydration, about their parasite cleanse. This is something that is far bigger of the story, is our day to day work than to live in a place where we are vulnerable, that any day we could have bad luck. And that bad luck could mean that we get bit and now we're vulnerable. So there was no talk about what the vaccines are doing to people. There was no talk about what the man-made toxins are doing to people. Uh, Glyphosate, uh, the forever chemicals, the plastics, uh, the pollution. There was, you know, the chemtrails. There was no talk um, about nourishment. It was only you get bit, bad luck, you suffer, until you can find somebody to do extensive antibiotic treatment for you. Now, of course, uh, Dr. Klinghart, he is uh, one of the known uh, Lyme experts, and he, of course, has a much more holistic approach uh, while he is blended in his approach. His approach is, I respect it, and because he sees the bigger picture. He sees the bigger picture of of why this is so problematic. One of the things that Dr. Klinghart says is that one of the main drivers of Lyme disease is aluminum. He says no Lyme treatment will be successful without addressing aluminum and other heavy metals. We cannot successfully treat Lyme without getting the aluminum down. That's profound. So in my world... We are constantly working to move heavy metals. We do that through mineralization. And then, of course, we have a targeted approach uh, to fine tune that. But we know that we are more vulnerable to all things when our mineral deficiency and our heavy metals are high, which means we stop the madness, we stop the things that are targeted to. Um, With high heavy metal concentration. And we also are doing the mineralization work so our body can move the metals. And doing this, again, makes us less vulnerable to parasites, to candida, to, uh, you know, quote unquote bad bacteria. This is the way. So um, another thing is that another perspective or, or thinking about this is like you can't heal chronic Lyme if we're just constantly looking to kill, kill, kill. If we're constantly going, we have to eradicate this. You're going to be on, you know, extensive antibiotics for the next two years, for the next six months. Heck, I've even seen it suggested preventatively you get bit by a tick, oh my gosh, right away, let's do, you know, two to four weeks worth of antibiotics and you'll be good. Three months of antibiotics and you'll be good. What in the what? There will be major cost to that. So, okay, let's go through some other some other notes of how we got here. So one of the things that I see a lot is that, um, even in natural health groups is that you will see that Lyme disease, uh, and ticks. People will tell you, you know, if you're like, you see a post, I just found a tick on my daughter. What do I do? And people will say, go to the doctor. Now, uh, your child, they could die of this. If you do not treat this aggressively now. That's the perception of the world that we live in. Even though we are being saturated with EMFs, even though little children are given devices that they should not have anywhere near them, even though little children are being injected with substances that should never go in their body, this is where we're at. There's the acceptance that the tick is gonna be the thing to take you out without actually any appreciation for the terrain, which is what we're all responsible for. It's always going to come back to the state of the terrain. And to honor the state of the terrain, we have to address the toxins. We have to address the minerals. And we have to address the emotional quantum, which is conversation for another day. Okay. So when people say this, does it resonate with you? If it resonates with you, you likely have accepted that this is true. You have accepted in your mind that it's it's a matter of chance. You might get bit and this bite could change your life forever. And it could. It could be the trigger. But it's not the cause. The cause is greater. It's much more multifaceted. You know, of course, allopathic, there's so much just wrongness in that umbrella, you know, from just, there's so many aspects. But uh, what is accepted, I guess, at this point, is that Lyme disease is from a bacterium, Borrelia, and that's the main spreader of disease. Again, I want to reinforce that we know that this uh, bacteria and its co-infections, because that is even more problematic, is all the co-infections that come with this. Um, we know that it's not just Lyme. We know that it's mosquitoes. We know that it's spiders. We know some spiders. We know that there's fleas, there's mites. And some practitioners would even say ticks are even at the lower level of risk rate. So I was talking with a founder of an incredible uh, probiotic company and um, he's no longer with us. But in speaking with him, he had told me at one point that 90% of Lyme is diagnosis is actually mold toxicity. At the recent CellCore conference that I was listening in on virtually, there were many case studies presented with Lyme disease, and all of those case studies was multifactorial in their story of healing, addressing mold, addressing parasites, addressing heavy metals, addressing deficiencies, addressing the emotional plane. The emotional plane of this diagnosis is feeling trapped in life, having fear of abandonment. You know, there are are other aspects of this. So the end of the day, right, we have to continue to build uh, mineralization. We have to lessen those EMFs. We have to reduce that toxic burden. We have to do continuous parasite detoxification that's what we're working on. So it doesn't make sense to me that we rely on antibiotics as our solution. We know that antibiotics wipe out the beneficial flora in the microbiome. We know that repetitive use of antibiotics can cause a devastation of damage to the beneficial flora, which is going to work against us in the long-term healing. So in cases that are, um, you know, extreme, it's been long-standing, would this, need, would this be a potentiality of consideration? Um, sure, but only in the lineup of holistic options that are actually addressing the root causes of why this storm came to be. So Dr. Mata- Natasha McBride uh she was asked um, several years ago now, but uh, still relevant. She said, uh, or she is um, the founder of the GAPS diet. And so she was asked, do you use antibiotics for a tick bite? And she said, it doesn't work in many cases. Antibiotics uh, are not necessary. If you have a bullseye, uh, the rash, perhaps maybe it's a good idea. Um, but in many cases, it's not necessary. Um, and then she also went on to say, you have to understand that testing for Lyme disease is not proof. It can test positive, uh, during pregnancy. It can be positive in different situations. Although not all tick bites deliver Lyme leave and leave a bullseye. The real point of the issue is supporting and building the microbiome so that the tick bite bacteria isn't needed to create balance in the intestinal train." So, some people attract a tick bite and others do not. There's a reason. This was my first time having a tick on me ever as an adult. I had one on me as a teenager, but I recall, and of course, you know, we may not know every time that we're bitten. There's that too. But so this was really interesting, and it was right on uh, a meridian lining. It was very interesting, and I think there is always. Uh, I, I look into that. I did the the talk on mosquitoes. I think that it's very accurate in where these bites are happening. It was right on a tattoo that I have. So interesting, uh, which is, you know, obviously problematic for, for other reasons. Another thing from uh, Natasha McBride, she said, Uh, Lyme disease is caused by a whole community of microbes which produce the structure for them to live in. There is no such thing as one microbe, one disease. We cannot win by killing things. We can only win by establishing diversity. McBride says that the heavy metal load has a direct correlation on those who who contract Lyme disease. With Lyme, we have a community of microbes. The body is infested. Uh, There's protozoa, parasites, there's mycoplasma, there's all sorts of things that is in the body. And they're all together in that body. It's a contaminated body. There's a chemical contamination. The body wants all the creatures to handle all the toxicity on its own. Every creature likes to eat a particular chemical and can handle it in the best possible way. Boom! Right? It's like when we are attracting these things, we have parasite overload it is trying to eat up stuff so yes we want to kill the parasites but we also have to look at the bigger root cause which is going to go back to those heavy metals and toxins those chemical toxicities so for my son right now we are doing parasite cleansing he was bit by all sorts of flies when we were in the UP. And then having uh, the two ticks that I pulled off of him, having excess sugar consumption uh, because he had a full birthday week, okay? So it was a yes week, not just a yes day. Um, and we had the best time. Uh, but, you know, we are, we are doing parasite cleansing. He is uh, on an incredible uh, targeted mineralization program that's also supporting drainage pathways. Like this isn't something that I'm like, oh, I do nothing and therefore you can get you know bit and we still do nothing. It's like, no, we work at this every single day and every single day, how hard we work is a little different. you know there's ebbs and flows in that, but we're always working on this because there's like obviously like this is our life he gets to have experiences of a real kid. I don't have really rigid, you know, restrictions because I want him to make choices for himself and he does. But I also recognize like, whoa, yeah, it's time for a parasite cleanse. And of course I can muscle test this. You can muscle test this. But you can also consider doing this routinely. And I know if you're inside Fiercely Empowered Mama right now, it is absolutely on our list to build out a beautiful parasite protocol for you all, for your children, um, that you can just implement a couple times a year. It is absolutely necessary to worm yourself, to worm your kids, to worm your pets. Uh, So there's ways that you can do this every single month with a full moon, which it is right now, Um, or you can do this more routinely, which is what we do in our home. We're cleansing. I'm also looking at the minerals and the metals continuously. Okay. Human bodies are polluted and we're getting more and more polluted. This is another quote from McBride. The objective is to build, not kill. A person cannot kill their way into a healthy body. Rebuilding the balance in the terrain is the objective. So let's say you do get bit by a tick. Don't freak out. We know what fear does to the body. We know what fear does to the immune system. My son doesn't freak out over a tick because I don't freak out of a tick. My husband doesn't freak out over a tick because I'm not freaking out over a tick. If we're going to freak out over a tick, then we might as well start freaking out over the mosquito bites. And here's a side note, if your body struggles to work through bites, this is speaking not that you're special in the sense of uniqueness, like, oh, you're really unique because you struggle to work with bites. It's saying that you're struggling because you're already overloaded with toxicities and you're dealing with deficiencies and that's why you struggle to work through bites. Your drainage pathways need to be supported, so you do want to remove the tick um, as soon as you can. And um, you can just do this with tweezers, and just you know get get as close as you can and pull firmly. And then, of course, you want to treat where the bite is. This just makes sense, right? You just had a bite that was pretty embedded in your skin, and you want to treat that topically. So there's different ways that you can do this. You can um, use essential oils, which are incredible. Uh, marjoram's a favorite. Tea tree. You could use uh, frankincense. Shoot, when we uh, pulled when we were in the UP and we pulled off the, take off my son, we were in route. I didn't actually have anything on me at that exact moment, but I, my mother-in-law had uh, the On Guard blend in her car. Perfect. We're going to use that. You can also use um, a, a drawing salve. Thieves is wonderful. When I uh, pulled mine off of me, I actually used um, a drawing salve, and then I used a glutathione patch. Okay, so, and it was, it just instantly, you know, just instantly I could see um, it healing up. You can make your own drawing salve, you know, open up uh, uh for instance, I have like cell cores biotoxin binder, open that up, add a little water, make a paste, put it on there for 15 minutes. You could boost up the immune system with some vitamin C, some friendly flora. <clears throat> you could uh use Clodial Silver topically, internally. Um, I really love uh echinacea. Or again, that CellCore Para 3 is such a fabulous friend to take with you on trips and that kind of stuff. You could apply that topically. You could take some internally. It's what uh, one of the main products I'm using right now for my son's parasite cleanse and mine. So of course you want to do something topically to address it. But that's it. So then if you're feeling the fear, ask yourself why. Ask yourself where this fear is coming from. Sit with it. Because it may be an invitation that what's really going on is you know that it's time to do some bigger work for yourself or your kiddos and you've been putting it off. That's what the invitation is really about. It's an assessment of how are we doing? How are things going? Because if, if you're considering health right now that they take a multivitamin a day, this is not health. And it's just not the times that we're in. And I used to tiptoe around this because it's like hard to hear, but we are being bombarded with toxins. And then we add EMFs and then we add, um, you know, obviously the heavy metals. And then we subtract nourishment. And then we subtract that our drainage pathways. It's like a mess. Like it, all of us are experiencing a parasite burden. And it's because all of us are experiencing deficiencies in our own ways. And all of us are experiencing toxicity. So all of us need to get on this path. Another interesting quote from Dr. Klinghart that I wanted to share that I thought was, it was one of the first times I've seen it, um, and I thought it was super interesting. He said, we have not found a single breast cancer patient who doesn't have Lyme. We find Lyme patients that don't have breast cancer, but not the other way around. It's very, very rare to find any illness, including things like high blood pressure, heart disease, where Lyme is not involved. So how do I read that? I read that that it's very hard to find any illness that heavy metals aren't involved. Because he also has said lime and aluminum is the match. When a person is burdened with heavy metals, now this is far more problematic. I think it's interesting, you know, uh, Parkinson's, we have known, or Alzheimer's, we have known MS, ALS, we have known these to be heavy metal diseases. And then when we add the plus Lyme, we can see it. And again, there's so many other aspects of this, because when we have the heavy metals, we are more vulnerable and susceptible to EMF sensitivity. And when we have the heavy metals, we need more parasites to control the situation. So we are a much more, um, you know, ideal host for that. At the end of the day, our immune systems are being suppressed by this toxic load, by so much toxicity in our environment. And this makes it so... We can be more vulnerable to tick bite, but we don't have to be vulnerable because that vulnerability is us in a state of powerlessness. And that is not a freedom path. That is not a freedom path where your health is dependent on if or not you get bit and that's going to change your life. You can change your life now and continue to change your life by doing the work that sets you free. By doing the work that builds such resiliency. And that resiliency allows you to live in harmony with bacteria, with parasites, with, you know, uh, things that like to bite and suck your blood. So we want to be in nature. We want to be walking around we want to be outside, there's going to be mosquitoes. So, of course, you're going to use your essential oils to offer that protection. I just ordered my dog. I should have done this sooner, but Dr. McCullough has that great, uh, you know, collar that you can put on that just helps because if you have a golden doodle, they're just little, you know, magnets. Their fur is just such little magnets for bringing in critters. I seldom find a tick on my dog. Um, he's got a very healthy terrain, uh, however it can happen, you know, again, it's the ticks in instincts to feed itself. So that just helps create a little buffer. Of course, check yourself. It doesn't feel good to have something on you. You know, you want to check yourself, but my biggest point is it's what happens inside your mind. Because you can create a whole lot more problems with worry, with fear, with hysteria. And so what are you creating for your children? Is it to be very, very afraid of these things because people die of it? That is true, but it's not the full truth. The full truth is so much bigger than that. That's that's my point. And so I am not going to rush to submit my tick for testing. Am I going to start testing every mosquito? It doesn't make sense to me. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work every day. Why would I do that? Also, when you learn muscle testing, you can see if additional support is needed and i forgot to say something that i that i would always do uh you know in the especially for those bigger bites uh like a tick is use leadum homeopathic leadum you can use homeopathic leadum 200c one time you could use a 30c um you could use what you had uh you can give that dosage just one time If you feel like it needs to be another time, you can certainly do that. Again, that's where muscle testing comes in, but one time is great. And that's a beautiful remedy to harmonize the body after a bite. Now people will say, that's not enough. You got to, you got to take action. Okay. The action comes every day. We're taking action every day. The people in my world are taking action every day. We are drinking our herbal infusions. We are choosing nourishment for our bodies. We are doing foundational protocols. We are mindful of our drainage pathways. We are addressing those metals. We are ridding toxins from our home. We are aware of the EMFs and we create space from that. Like, we are so intentional. We are doing the work. So no, I don't need to freak out and take action. Because I'm taking action every day. I'm taking action every day to live in harmony with this world. Whether they're, whether this is, uh, you know, a man-made weapon or not. I believe in my terrain. I believe in my body's ability to adapt. I believe in my body's ability to heal. So I am thankful that there are so many practitioners all around who are taking a stance for addressing chronic Lyme holistically. And people are restoring their body. There are miracles happening every single day. And a huge part of this is opting out of the system that is denying treatment that is denying your symptoms and that is only offering you a kill solution you have to reach bigger you have to address the whole terrain and healing is possible any of these disease diagnosis these labels we have to question them Because if you look at it, there's no cause that is identified for these. There's no cause identified for lupus. There's no cause identified for MS. There's no cause identified for fibromyalgia. There's no cause identified for chronic fatigue. But I can promise you that when you look at your health history, we can see things add up. With the holistic naturopathic mindset, you can see things add up. And it's not going to be just a tick bite. It's going to be a story of a series of uh, antibiotics. There could be some em- unresolved emotional trauma. There's going to be uh, deficiencies. There's going to be uh, a vaccine story. There's going to be uh, heavy metals. You know, there, there's, a, there's a story. And healing is addressing those things in order that the body wants. But you can never go wrong with building first. And that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about the work that we are doing inside the cleansing circle, as you know, soon to be called Harmonize Her, because it's the place for, as a mom, as a woman, to do this work on herself, for her to address this story of deficiencies and toxicity on herself of even addressing uh, the emotional the unresolved emotional traumas the limiting beliefs on herself so she can embody what it means to heal and walk this and what it means to feel that freedom of knowing that you're taking action that really matters every single day to allow you to live in this harmonious state with the world So if your truth about Lyme is limited to the fact to freak out if you get bit and to sit back and wait that people are just lucky or unlucky, we got to expand this truth because that truth is not freedom. The other thing to be really mindful of is there's likely going to be a push soon for a Lyme vaccine. You guys, this is a terrible idea. So just watch. This is coming down the pipeline. And because of the hysteria and fear around tick, and that there's nothing that you can do, that it could happen, there may not be a rash even in this case, and so you'd have no idea, and this could happen to you, so you might as well prevent it. That's not prevention. That is a terrible idea, and people are going to get really sick from that option. So again, the pathway for healing and living in harmony exists, and it is not that. All right. I hope this helps. Um, again, this is my truth. This is my thoughts, my perceptions, and I don't want to dismiss any of the symptoms that people are dealing with this chronic disease or even in an acute sense, but I want to stand strongly for what health is and what healing is. Because it's in this place that you can tap into so much. For you and for your kids, we have to opt out of this distortion of truth. If your provider is telling you uh, that your only option from being bit by a tick is to do two to four weeks of antibiotics as preventative you've got to question this is that really your only option and if you're considering this option what fear are you working with this is an illusion and this is an ask to step it up as always i'd love to hear from you Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening.